He told he told his acting career to shake a leg. Get out of here. Yeah, that's not funny. Because you've got Parkinson's disease. That's not funny. It's evidence for Katie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All I right, make, so what are you doing Thanksgiving? What I make jokes about the things that hurt me because I love Michael J. Fox so much. Oh, and, yeah. Like, he hasn't been doing a lot of acting anyway lately. No. Because he's got to hold a script. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. All right, Don, I've got a question for you. All right, I'm listening. What's more gross, walking down the street and coming across... (laughs) Walking on the street and coming across a used condom on the sidewalk, All or right. coming across a used mask. Condom. You think that's grosser? Than a used that's, mask? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with mask. Because, I mean, you're going to have your... Why? You can have somebody's face. Uh, I mean, you can have somebody in your face all the time, and... But they don't have your fucking drippy dick next to your face all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you, I mean, don't, you, know. you don't have someone's drippy dick next to your face all the time. Well, I, I guess you're in Chicago and you're a hot Jew kid, so maybe you've got drippy dick following you around all the it's time. It's kind of like all I see is drippy dick. Yeah, all right, all right. Because I don't, I don't get a whole lot of drippy dick, and I get plenty of used masks in the casino. I mean, that like when you said that, I was like. Is there even a contest? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing: is a used condom is icky, right? Oh, fucking somebody's cum isn't ew. Where and where exactly. was it? But we know what is in it. We know, for the most part, probably where it's been. Someone's butt, someone's vagina, someone's mouth, someone's armpit. What you know, whatever. So you say that like like someone's butt is just sort of like oh well, I know where that's been. That's not. It's not like oh, it was sitting on a diner table. It was. It's someone's butt. That there's a breadth. There is there is there's a wide spectrum of what someone's butt butt. could have been a pig's butt, a horse's butt, a duck's butt. I don't know, but we're it's we know that it's been in an orifice, and that there's probably just semen inside of it, right? Yeah, but it it could have been it could have been your butt. It could have been a homeless guy's butt. It could have been a a Wild Wild West Truck Plaza uh, hooker hooker's butt. Don't care. These are very different landscapes of butt. But a mask, especially in the in, well, especially, but because of the age of COVID, a mask could have COVID on it, could have snot, could have God only knows the amount of sh- like what's in a mouth and what comes out of a mouth or a nose is far more mysterious and risky. So I think, all right. So then in other words, I think I know the old, answer now. In ba- an old used condom. Based on your description now, um, and while I would answer the opposite, um, I think I understand where your answer is coming from. Is I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Which is grosser? If what someone shoots a load of cum in your face, 
or if someone sneezes in your face. It better be consistent with your mask thing, because I'm telling you. Uh, well, I've never had someone shoot a load of cum in my face, so I can't. I, I don't know what that is but, like at all. But what would but you? From I what mean, I've which seen, is grosser from your concept because yeah. grosser is sort of a concept. It's not like you have to, you know, what's grosser? Uh, a pork chop, pork chop, and a greasy ashtray, or well, it didn't mean you have to have eaten a pork chop out of a greasy ashtray. It, the yeah, idea is right. gross enough. So my point is, right. Blow a load in your face, a hot jizz load in your face, or sneeze in your face, which is grosser? I'm going to go with sneeze right now in, in COVID. Exactly. In the age of and COVID. I, in any time at all, I would say it's gross for to have somebody blow a hot load in my face. So Now, you know, these days I get a lot of sneezing in my face because I have a toddler. So There you go. If it was like, okay, David, what's if the question were, David, what's grosser? Harry sneezing in your face or Harry shooting a load in your face? I would say Harry shooting a load in my face is grosser because that comes with a list of fucked up reasons on how that happened. So so really it's the context that you place on the grotesqueness of it. To me it's just I a mean, substance. Well, I just I accidentally did that by putting my kid into uh, it. Oh god. If you I go, know. We're going to listen to this, you know, years from now. Harry might hear this and be like, "Dad, I'm really glad I put you in the in the shitty nursing home. You deserved it." Yeah, right. if you're this is awful, what you were talking about. This is where your your you're imagination an awful human went. Being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what was going on in the world. <laughs> And what you chose to record, not just talk about, but to record and put out into the world out for the posterity. World. Yeah, this yeah. isn't like late at night, like I wake up at three in the morning, I'm like, mm. God, I have this, What, Don, I, I need to talk to you, I need to talk this through, like just you and me, man, don't tell anybody else. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this is, is this is not a private conversation. No, no, we're we're no. going to record it and then we're going to put it out for any asshole to listen for as long as there is the ability to listen to digital <laughs> content. I mean, you know. In perpetuity, it's out there. As long as people can listen to shit on the online, they can listen to us talk about whatever. Not, I imagine I have this image of like, <laughs> of like, uh, you know, one of the dystopian, the dystopian worlds where it's like, uh, you know, a guy, a guy, you know, the world, the world dies, it cinders up, and it's just, it's, and then it regrows, and there's this one man, and he's the last man on the planet. Then he has a dog, he finds a dog, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. Then he ends up finding like a, a, a slightly charged, like a, a solar charged iPhone. And, and on it, he can't upload any, he can't upload any uh, content because there's, there's no more nothing there, internet. Yeah. yeah. But in the phone are all of the podcasts of the Literate Ape cast. And it's the only human voices he's heard his whole life. And it's the only human voices he's ever heard in his life. And after listening to like three episodes, he smashes the iPhone with a rock <laughs> and walks away. Well, I got to say, the bigger issue is, who did that phone belong to? Who is the person that downloaded 100 or 200 every episode of the Literate Apecast? Not, not just listened to it, but downloaded it as a hard copy on their phone. I mean, that's dedication. Well, it's Brian Sweeney, of course, because he yeah, masturbates to my to the sound of my voice. So, come ropes all all day. Yeah, yeah, listens. all yeah. day long as he listens to yeah. my uh, my Nazi white supremacist voice. Or, uh, or the weirder the weirder answer to that would be it'd be Katie's phone. Oh well, but I, she might be downloading them for like for our divorce procedures. She's downloading them like this is why she's David downloading them have... to save them up. 
This is why David should not have custody of our child because he talks well, about Harry blowing loads yeah. in his face. She's 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 downloading it as evidence in the murder trial. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's like it's like okay, I didn't think you did it, but now we have evidence that you did actually <laughs> behead your husband. And then she says, "Yeah, well, listen to this." Well, yeah. <laughs> then after listening to three and a half episodes, they go, "Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Go, go, you're let free." Jesus and, Christ, we'd have done it too, yeah. And she does it in the way that Michael J. Fox, or that uh, that it's done in Back to the Future. Well, listen to this, and like holds the phone up to the judge, yeah. You know that new sound you've been looking, you know that evidence you've been looking for? Well, listen to this, yeah. Use your cousin Marvin. <laughs> Marvin Barry? Barry? God, I love that fucking movie. That's a good movie. That movie might be perfect. It's a pretty good damn, it's a pretty goddamn good movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hear he's uh, he's, uh, he's his health is now so bad that he's committed to he's I mean he's no longer he's retired that's yeah. what he is he told he told his acting career to shake a leg get out of here yeah that's not funny because you got Parkinson's disease that's not funny it's evidence for Katie all right yeah <laughs> I right, make, so what are you doing Thanksgiving? What I make Thanksgiving? jokes about the things that hurt me because I love Michael J. Fox so much. Oh, and, yeah. Like, he hasn't been doing a lot of acting anyway lately. No. Because he got to hold a script. <laughs> uh, uh, we're sick Holy fuckers. Shit. That like that uh. I, that like I Jim I Jimmy Fallon broke on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listener in the apocalypse. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. As uh. you, as you, and, and don't eat the red berries. Just don't eat them. <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> And if the can is, if you go into the abandoned 7-Eleven in 2057, um, be careful. If the can is bloated, it's probably botulism. Don't eat it. Yeah, it's no good. Um, so, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> oh, yeah, what am I doing for Thanksgiving? Um, yeah, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, man? We are, well, we're staying here, the three of us, four of us, if we count Molly. She's a sentient being. Um, and we're going to cook her. No, Um <laughs> so Katie has all you know. Katie is an incredible cook um, and a great baker, and she has like one of her lifelong dreams is to be the is to host Thanksgiving. It's like everyone comes to our house for Thanksgiving. So she is taking this opportunity to give it a go. So she went out to the store and she bought. Oh, so she's doing like a practice Thanksgiving to, to really go crazy. Yeah, we've got well, you're a, stuck we've in got a house a full together. Turkey, we've got the all of it. So yeah, she's we're doing a full Thanksgiving here. You know, we'll probably zoom with um with our families, you know, throughout the day or whatever. But um yeah, I mean that's that's what we're doing. Just an all I think, day, you know, yeah. in the spirit of Thanksgiving, you should have this huge feast and then as you're eating, you should zoom those less fortunate. And then just like be eating stuff right on the zoom. Can I zoom them like, if they like 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 get a little get a little get a little gravy on your on your on your iPad? You know, it's like R. Yeah. It's like it's like one of those movies where we're gonna do like you're not supposed to know there's a camera there, but then they splatter the camera with blood. And you kind of mm. go, oh, I oh wait, okay, so that's I'm, that's me. That's the point of view. Yeah, okay. that's you yeah. with gravy. It's you with gravy. I, here's the thing, man. I, as I'm thinking about Thanksgiving and spending the time with my family, 
reflecting on the year and thinking about the year to be and thinking of what we're grateful for. The last thing I want to do is spend it with people that are poorer than I am. Ugh. Well, see that? All right. The you less fortunate? I... Ew. I spent here's, all here's... year trying to be fortunate. Ugh. Yeah. Here's, here's what, uh, here's my, here's my image of, cause that's what I'm doing. I'm actually, uh, um, I'm working, um, mm-hmm. at the casino on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. evening and Dana and I don't really do Thanksgiving unless we're at her mom and dad's house, you know, mom, mom, you know, in Pennsylvania and, and visit with her mom. When and would you not be there? Have you guys ever and, been at things, had a Thanksgiving where you're not with the thing you normally do for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, last year, we, you know, Sheen Kelly had some, but I worked. Oh, you right, know, right, at the right. casino. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you, all right, so the other night, and we do have this happen. We do have people fall at the Wild Wild West. We have people that fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as a manager, I get called that, you know, the guest has fallen kind of thing. And, you know, it's obviously What like, do they fall on? Like, is it Well, just... I mean, it's like, the, it's like you know, the guy, the, more, more, than, more often than not, it's like this guy named Mike... You know, he's an older guy. <laughs> this is one probably. guy who keeps falling. Well, no, but this he's an example. He's uh, an example. Fall Mike, down Mike. This this happened uh, this happened pretty recently. Mike's probably about 60, 63. Um, he's a nice guy, you know, but he'd been sitting at the bar drinking uh, you know, like bourbon shots and Bud Lights, mm-hmm. um, and and playing video kino or video blackjacks, what it was. But he he literally had been sitting in in the bar stool drinking for like five hours, mm-hmm. for like five fucking hours. So when it was finally time for him to go get some more money, he gets out of the fucking stool, takes about four steps, and then just falls down like a sack of fucking flour. Now, Bam! Was, he, was he drunk or were his legs asleep? Well, it was that was the thing. I think yeah. it was like I think it was probably a combination of wait a minute, my legs are asleep, and wait a minute, my brain's drunk. You know, yeah. but whatever it is, he. I mean. One, two, start to slide, splam! That's awesome. You know, and he was fine. So, you know, that's more typical. Once in a while we have, we had one, you know, a guy, a guy, a guy that was in his hotel room that kept falling. He kept calling that he had fallen in his hotel room. And he just kept doing this because he was expecting that it was so dangerous. Eventually, he'd get a free hotel room until I finally, <laughs> I finally went to his room and I asked if I could inspect his room. And so I looked around his room and it was fine. And I said, "Well, I, I said I got to tell you, if, uh, what were you looking for when you went to inspect his room? Like twigs nothing, in nothing, the way? Nothing. But I would just like no. I didn't give a shit. I micro knew machines like the Kevin McAllister setting it, some it, kind of trap. It's all, it's all about the ask, yeah. you know. The ask is, uh, you know, if the ask comes later, if 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 sort of like I'm upset that I've fallen somewhere and I'm waiting for you, but they don't suggest maybe a free room or here, you know, that kind of thing. Well, then then maybe you take it a little more seriously. But if they go right to, I've fallen and I, uh, why don't you just give me a free room? Then I know why. Then I kind of know why you fell. I know exactly why you and I air quote this fell. Yeah. And so I finally told him. I said, "Gosh," I said, uh, "I said I don't think there's anything in this room that looks any more dangerous than any other room. If you if you keep having a hard time and fall into your room, let me suggest that Motel Six is far more amenable <laughs> to you falling than I am. How about that? He didn't fucking fall anymore. So that's more typical. Motel Six. Night, We'll leave yeah. the light on for you, so you know where you can fall. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so the other night, um, and this does lead up to what I'm doing Thanksgiving. Uh, the other night, I get there's this guy that fell in the East parking lot. I come out. There's this guy, this white guy, about thirty, got the tattoos creeping all the way up his neck onto mm-hmm. his face. 
got this bar fly that, you know, that, that at first I thought was like his girlfriend or something because he's laying on the ground, literally laying on the pavement, screaming that he's been shot. Jesus. And she's and she's saying things like, Don't you die on me. Uh, you're strong, you're strong. If you die on me, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know, I mean this is this is the kind of image that I've got as I confront it. Well, he's not bleeding. I mean there's no blood, so I know he hasn't been shot. <clears throat> and then it's like, Well, my leg's broke. I don't know, I was standing there and somebody shot me. My leg's broke. <laughs> Got a security officer. So all of a sudden, now hold on. Uh, this is a true story. So anyway, Steve, my uh, security supervisor, looks at it, He gets a little comfortable because this guy, we don't know if he's on drugs or if he's drunk and what the fuck is going on. We don't know who this broad is or if she's his girlfriend, what it is. Uh, turns out that she didn't even know his name because she just met him in the bar. He's a homeless Aww. guy she met in the bar. She started to buy drinks for And now it's like, yeah, you know, maybe that's a Vegas thing, I suppose. Anyway, but he's got his arm stuffed in his shirt, and Steve starts to get a little uncomfortable because, like, what? Do you got a weapon? What's what are going you hiding? On? Right. Yeah, and so we finally get him to, and he pulls his hand out, and in his hand, he's holding a stuffed pigeon, like just a, a, like a taxidermied but, stuffed pigeon or like a toy stuffed pigeon. Well. I thought it was a taxidermy stuffed pigeon. So he pulls it out and he sets it over by one of the bushes just off to the side. And we continue to do this. And then Steve nudges me, like, like really fast, like nudges me. Hey, the bird's breathing. I'm like, Bullshit. And I, and I look over and I'm looking really close. I'm like, no, it's a fucking stuffed bird. It's like a fucking weird. It's a fucking live goddamn pigeon. It has not moved. This is the most traumatized goddamn pigeon you've ever seen that he's had stuffed in his fucking homeless guy's shirt. I don't know how long. This fucking pigeon is, like, it looks like a stuff, but you can see it's breathing, and once in a while, its little head moves. It's like, motherfucker, no. that thing's, I mean, it's like, it's like if you're looking at a painting that you know is a painting, and then all of a sudden the eyes kind of shift, and you go, what yeah. the fuck happened? That's what this bird's like. And so, ultimately, it turned out that... Uh, that Leon, that was his name, when the when the fire because they called in a shotgun wound. Well, you get the fire department, four goddamn cop cars, Wait and a, a goddamn minute. EMT. Wait a minute, they called in a shotgun wound. Yeah, they they called in when they fell. Barfly called nine one one and said, "My my friend has been shot." So of course they fucking send. <laughs> The fire department shows up first, and then the EMT, and then four goddamn. I mean, eight cops, right? Sure. And as the fire department's looking at him, they get him get him to turn over. And the guy says, "Wait a minute, was that you at Burger King the other night?" Oh no! And the guy goes, well, "I don't know what she says. No, no, no. You got to be straight with me. We're trying to help you here. You have to be straight with me. Were yeah. you at Burger King the other night?" He goes, "Yeah. Well, you wouldn't take me to the hospital. I told you that I was suicidal, and you wouldn't take me." And it became apparent that Leon had made all this bullshit up so that he could get a free night in a hospital. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to be doing is Thanksgiving night is I'm going to be eating the fucking pigeon. So uh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There was nice lead up. No, I just, well, four hours later, I took a picture of the pigeon. It had not moved. my, My manager said it didn't move until the next morning and then either somebody took it or it moved or flew away but it was just inert for this all this fucking time well pigeon is um 
it's it's a tough it's a tough meat, but it's sweet. So, how do you know this? Well, I've eaten pigeon. Have you eaten pigeon? No, fuck no, I haven't eaten pigeon. Gross. And I was going to say, how no. would you know if it's God sweet? Damn, I can't no. imagine that it would be sweet. I've eaten dog, but not pigeon. Have you eaten dog, really? Yeah, you've heard that story, but Fiji? Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. No, I've eaten dog. Yeah. And, and, and dog does taste like a stringy, sweet brisket. Yeah, so yeah. at least this mm-hmm. dog did. Uh, maybe every dog has a different flavor. I didn't know. But here's the, here's the ultimate question about eating dog is how cute was your poop? You know... <laughs> Very sort of adorable in its effusiveness yeah. as it came out my ass and saw my face. Speaking of poop. Yes, speaking of poop. I realized the other day while pooping, I have not wiped my ass in eight months. Aha. Uh-huh. I love the face you're making, and I hope that all of our listeners, especially the ones in the future that have found this iPhone and listened to this downloaded episode, they probably don't know what we look like. Yeah, they don't know what we look like, but they can make this face. Of course, so you haven't wiped your ass in eight months. That person's probably going, "I've never wiped my ass. What is wiping your ass? I have. What is this? Oh, you mean you mean the thing after I shit where I drag my asshole across (laughs) the pavement? Oh, that. I find a curb and I just scrape it. Yeah. So before quarantine, I would go to work, and I'd have a midday poop, and I would have to wipe my ass at, at work, so I didn't have shit all over the place. You know, it's a good thing you that you understand wipe your ass why at work. you wipe yeah. your ass at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have to go into the, I mean, it, I the, the details of why we do that. The details of yeah. why you wipe your ass at work—it's just sort of basic protocol. But because I've only been at home and I have my bidet. I've oh, that's only right. Used oh my, my god, that's right. Your bidet. So oh, the only I use like a piece of toilet paper to just like dab the wetness after my perfectly spotless, clean as a fucking whistle ass. You know, like it's. But it was just this thought that I had that I went, huh. You know, you really do have a sort of like an almost Freudian issue with your butthole. You know that. Oh, it's not Freudian. It's I could give you. I could tell you exactly why. I have this issue. I'm listening. Years ago, when I was in college, uh, I was dating this girl. We're, let's let's call her. So this didn't come from like a child or like an inf- no. an infant. No. no, this was this came from yeah. You were you were you were you were irreparably damaged by a girl you dated in college. It's not damaged. <laughs> this is not a damaged thing. This is for the betterment of. Of the the of women, really. This is the most feminist thing <laughs> that yeah, I've ever done. Yeah, the thing done. is, I'm sure Ju- Rudy Giuliani has convinced the, himself that uh, the hair di- <laughs> the hair dye that is slipping down his face as he's fucking spouting conspiracy theories <laughs> is for the betterment of women. And I'm sure he thinks that his hair dye is a big feminist move. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's not. So I was dating this girl. We'll, we'll call her uh, Rebecca Becky, for short. Um, Stated this girl, and we. Was Becky your name? No, she, it's actually. Not oh, her okay. Name. So yeah, you I'm, actually I'm, changed... I'm actually changing her name. This is the first For time real I've changing ever her done name. This. Yeah, this is. Yeah, because usually you totally out him out. All right. Yeah, no, her real name is Julie, so we'll call her Becky. Okay, there you go. And Becky and I dated, and we hooked up a couple times. We never actually slept together or fucked or anything like that, but we we like did pretty much everything else. And then things went cold uh, because she. She left her toothbrush over at my at my apartment one night, and I went, "Nope, that's not a, like 
moving too fast, baby. Come on, uh, I'm a bachelor. Uh, you know, whatever bullshit, macho bullshit that I had when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I also happen to be more interested in this other girl the other time. So anyway, Becky goes away. Um, we remained friends. We would like see each other on campus and whatever. Fast forward uh, five, five or six years later, I'm out one night with my friends drinking pretty heavily. My, I just bought my second car, a, a, a Volkswagen uh, Golf, stick shift this time instead of the automatic that I had in the one before. My buddy Neil was visiting from London and we're out and we're fucked out of our minds drunk and... I ended up passing out at the Roadrunner, this this bar that's over on it, well, it used to be at Eastern and uh, like Eastern and two fifteen, basically. I don't know what okay, it's yeah. called now, but it's it used to be that that big like I metal mean, building. Yeah, it's like it's like in Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, almost Henderson. Yeah, and the Roadrunner had these huge wingback leather wingback chairs. It was like cowboy themed, so it was like leather and big. Was their whole thing? I'm passed out in this wingback and. I get woken up by my, my old roommate, my best buddy, Chris. And he goes, hey, Himmel. Himmel, look who I found. And I opened my eyes all drunkenly, and I said, ah, Becky, insert fake last name here. And she sits down on my lap, and she goes, David Himmel, why didn't we ever fuck? And I said, I don't know. Let's go do that now. So... I stand up, and I toss my keys in my brand new car, stick shift brand new car, to my drunk, like equally drunk, but yet to pass out British buddy, and say, because he's staying at my house, I say, drive my car home, I'm going home with Becky. So I'm giving this, my brand new car to a drunk guy who's going to drive on the, the wrong side of the road <laughs> yeah, with, exactly. with the stick on the wrong yeah. side of the car, you know, like everything is, is flipped for him. So we go to my house, and we get into it, and she's she's blowing me, and everything's great. And then, and then she she goes down, and she's she's licking my ass, and I'd never had that before. So I'm like, oh shit! And I start thinking, oh shit! How clean is my ass right now? Did I poop today? How how good was the wipe? So I'm thinking the whole time about her getting poop in her mouth, but. Not my problem because she made this choice, right? But it totally took me by surprise. So, whatever we end up, we end up fucking and blah, blah blah whatever. And we did it a couple more times. But I, after that, I was so concerned about the cleanliness of my ass because I literally never knew when somebody was going to be eating my ass out. So I always made a point after that shower after shit, and that's why you ha- and that's why you have a bidet. And that's why I'm so obsessed with the clean asshole. Because you're obsessed with the clean asshole because you think this... Katie's you think Katie's just gonna munch your asshole. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. And I, I'm doing this for her. I'm doing this for the women of America that the might want to eat get, my ass. The only the only thing I have that's even comparable to that is that which you know it's just that I don't like things stuck in my butthole i just don't like it don't like the sensation i mean I look, there's a lot of other people, benefits that come with it like yeah yeah, I mean, yeah my underwear people, lasts longer yeah yeah but there's plenty of people like having things ass. there's sure. plenty of people a lot of people like to like have things stuck up their ass yeah. and i don't throw any bones at them it's like fine you do what you gotta do do you 
I don't like anything's going in my ass. And in college, I had this girl that uh, decided to get adventurous with me and slipped her, uh, her fucking thumb up to the second knuckle into my asshole. And I, <laughs> and I stopped things and I said, get the fuck out. I did. I said, get the fuck out. We'd been dating for like a couple of months. I yeah. said, no, get the fuck out. I never spoke to her again. I said, get the fuck out. Because I thought you like, get out. Go. <laughs> but I so thought she that put you her, like, no. Nope. She put her clothes on, and I never spoke to her again. It's like, no, yeah. you don't put a, th- you know, you don't stuff your fucking thumb up to the second knuckle in my ass. Well, not I without didn't, asking. You, ask me. you gotta, you, you gotta work your way into that. Like, start you, with a no. Pinky. You don't gotta work. You don't gotta work. Well, you just go. Hey, can I? No, you cannot. Thank you. Don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's all I'm saying. That's you know, fair. That's, but that's that's, that's, that's where my, if she, my obsession with clean ass up. If she showed up five or six years later and sat on my lap, say, Donna, why did we ever fuck? I'd say, because you stuck your fucking thumb in my ass. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And that'd be the end of that, too. Yeah, it's like it wouldn't even five, six years later, I'd still wouldn't even have like, gotten over it. Yeah, I, like I, it. Like, I like my story better. I like it. Well, yeah, well, you know, but it's because it stayed with you and you're an anal retentive weirdo and somehow you've blamed your fetish on clean asshole on this fucking broad you dated in no. college but it, it is absolutely something that happened when you were a kid it's not a blame i'm not blaming i there's I a total blame i love her for it like she holds oh, a special I, place in my heart because i have a spotless dude that's like that's like that's fresh like congrat- asshole all the that's time. like congratulating that's like congratulating your 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 your, your eighth you know your your 14 year old babysitter when you were seven for fiddling your nuts and what? saying she no. made me so she made me so uh, uh sexually awakened and now I, I thank her no you're fucked up just live with it isn't that what happened to you i was nine but whatever yeah <laughs> and aren't, aren't you grateful for that experience? I don't know if I'm grateful. It's an experience I had. Do I? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it fucked. I'm sure it fucked me up in some way. I don't know how it fucked no, me up because I because I'm Irish because I'm Irish and we don't really do psychoanalysis. So uh, I know it's probably fucked me up somehow, but I don't, I don't really care. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox's favorite song? Don't don't do this. Shake Don't it off. This. Shake it off by Taylor Swift. So what do you? It's that. You see, no, no. So I am. No. I am thankful. Any in, Michael in the J. Long Fox run. joke that has the word "shake" in it is just some hack nastiness. No, come on, you can do better than that. Would you think that Michael J. Fox's milkshake brings the boys to the yard? See, uh, all right, that's getting closer. You know, it's not. You're what trying too hard. It's You're kind of funny. It's kind of funny that Michael J. Fox, in, uh, that Marty didn't play. You know, he played Chuck Berry's "Johnny Be Good" rather than uh, a whole lot of shaking going on, or no, no, or no. shake See, rattle again, and roll. Or... See again, the shake, the shake. You can't put shake in the joke. It's too obvious. It's too hack, man. You're like a, you're like a, you're like a 15 year old who's improvising for the first fucking time at school. Yeah. I'm on SNL. No, you're in the fucking high school auditorium. Shut the fuck up. So I'm as funny as as uh, Jimmy Fallon. No, no, not even that funny. Funny with your shake, with your shake comments. No. Come on. About as funny, maybe. Yeah, I mean it, it's not that hard to be about as funny as Jimmy Fallon. That's why I got, that's also true. You just go to the bookstore, buy a hundred one jokes to tell your parents, you, and you're you as are, funny you as are, Jimmy Fallon. You are you are sort of adorably goofy. So we'll give you that. We'll yeah. give you that. Oh, All right. Thanks. All right. That's, so that's good. I am I am grateful for Becky eating my my ass out so I can have a clean asshole all these years later right. in, in, in yeah. perpetuity. But what do you perpetuity it, is the word? Perpetuity. The, the word is what did I say? Perpetuity. 
Pituitary? <laughs> you just said pituity. It's perpetuity. Chadwick Boswick? What? That's exactly. You know, Ruth 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 Gator Binsberg? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so what are you grateful for uh, this Thanksgiving with your your, um, your pigeon dish? With my pigeon dish. No, I'm, I'm the thing is I I mean that's the thing is I I'm I practice a certain amount of gratitude every single day, um, which drives people crazy. But my wife, none, you know, no less, drives my wife a little crazy. But it, it's like it, it's like I spend a little bit of time every morning going, all right. So, Booth Raider Hindenburg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm not grateful that she died, but I'm grateful that she lived. You know. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. But you know. But no. Like, my, the right, we have I, to take like this miserable, miserable year that was so see, hard, right? But, I think it's been a hard fucking year. But I mean, I'm grateful for the fact that despite the fact that I work in you know in a casino at the ass end of life, um, I still <laughs> have a job and I'm paid. Yeah. And I'm and I'm and I'm remarkably COVID free at this point. My wife is COVID free. That I've had family members that have had COVID, but none of them have died of it. You know. I mean. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful that uh, that I that I am going to live. I hope to see Donald Trump uh, get evicted from the White House. That's something I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. There's I, I, the thing about it is, for the most part, I'm quite grateful for a lot of things. Um, and I don't think I need. I guess that's one of the reasons why Thanksgiving is just sort of like a non-holiday for me on some level, is because you know, I'm 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 pretty much practiced being grateful for things yeah. on a daily basis. So it's not like it's a holiday to suddenly like what a weird thing, I guess, for me yeah. is to see people that what are you just not grateful for shit for three hundred and sixty four days a year and then the one day you get to go, Oh yes, I am grateful for my mom. No, I'm grateful for my mom fucking every goddamn day. So uh why do I gotta wait one day a well, year so I can eat a, overeat a lot of starchy shit you know, and turkey, which I can eat any day of the week, um, and any that that it's like I had turkey this morning. Yeah, there you go. So How it's like I'm, you know, yeah, right out of your ass because it was clean enough to cleanest, eat out of cleanest, um, cleanest thing in our house right now. Is my go. asshole. You know, but that actually true. might be true. <laughs> that actually, yeah, might be true. Yeah. So that's what I'm grateful. Now, you mentioned you mentioned uh, in in uh, in a text back for that you'd had an argument. What you say? Called it with the sack attack or the sack back? Oh, the or sack the... back. What the fuck does that mean? Hey, then tell us about the argument. Yeah, so got these group of friends. Um, several of them are brothers, uh, and I think it began at one of the one of our twenty first. John was having his twenty first birthday, and so we got in this text chain to like, I don't know, plan it and talk about it, whatever. But like, that's when it began, and that was. I don't know, 30 years ago? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't even, but it's been, we've had this, this chain going quite a few years. And like, I talked to these guys, like we probably talked to each other more than we talked to anybody else. Okay. Just because like every day there's just shit coming through and it's about anything. So um, we're called the Sack Pack because, and I don't remember where this began. The Sack Pack. But on, the, on our birthdays, I feel like I shouldn't say this. I feel like I'm breaking a code. Oh, fuck it. They don't listen to it anyway. <clears throat> no, they're the only ones that do listen to it. Oh, okay. Well, then high sack pack, high, high crack attack, whatever you're called. So with that said, being that they're the only ones that listen to it, like you guys already know what the reason is. Yeah, so go so, ahead and tell us. Yeah. Uh, on, our, on, on our birthdays, we, <laughs> we send pictures to each other 
of our sacks, our nut sacks, in various positions or uh, various situations or with drawings on them. Happy. <laughs> are you a grown man? Are you still? Are you? Gr- yes, d- d- that's why it's have funny. You, have you done that thirteen thirty body switch with somebody where you're actually a thirteen year old boy in a fucking forty year old man's body? When are dick and fart jokes not funny, Don? No, but do you, but sending pictures of your of your nutsack. No, it's clever. It's very no, clever. It's nothing, artistic. There's nothing. There's, I will. Here's what I'll do. I will clever send you. Clever and artistic. No, I don't want one. There's nothing clever nor artistic about sending somebody a picture of your nuts. That's I, I, just. I'm going to prove you wrong. I mean, it's, I will send it's you. It's not that it's not funny, but it's just like, what are you? What are you? What are you? Six? What? One of our guys made a compilation video of, I think it was last year's. <laughs> are these your friends that are all 12 years old and you, for some reason, they like you because you're that creepy 40-year-old guy that's friends I with a bunch of 12-year-old boys? I never send pictures of my nuts or accept pictures of nuts from a 12-year-old boy. Never. Which you would from an adult male? Yeah, because that's not weird. Okay. Nothing weird about what, that. Nothing yeah, weird about grown, grown married men with kids and wives, the whole thing, sending each yeah. other. No, not at all. Nothing weird all about right. that. So what was your argument with this fucking group of perverse <laughs> fucking deviants? Uh, the argument was, uh, we were going, I don't know, we were talking about something and I said, this is one of my most famous quotes, uh, which you've probably heard before, that money is the root of all evil. Oh, is that your quote? Oh, yeah. I've, I've said that. No one else said that before me. Okay. All right. I'll uh, take that. And one of the guys, Brian's response was, uh, I could dig it up, but it'll, that'll take too long. But it was basically that money is not the root of all evil. It's the root of a lot of evil. But, you know, for a sociopath who just kills because, you know, he likes killing it. I say he because most serial killers and murderers sociopaths tend to be men we know that versus they but i'll just use they anyway what uh so that so it became this like this joke and we were just like going back and forth on it but brian brought it up and said this would make a great podcast topic and i said should i put it on the ape and that's what i'm doing now i'm stealing something from one group of friends so do you and i'm think, putting it out so, here, here so you think money is the root of all evil i really don't I think. So, what do you think is the root? Because I have, I have a, sub, I have several issues with that statement. But anyway, I think that that power is the root of all evil, and money mm. can play into because money. If you have money, you can gain power that way. And you know, if you look at like the sociopath or the serial killer, it's about power, right? Like that's that's a big part of it. Is the the domination over the the dead rabbit, the domination over the the young woman, the the, the rape, the eating their their. But like it's a it's a power play, so I think that that the power is the root of all evil. So I don't think power is the root of that either. I mean, my first issue is that I don't actually think there's such a thing as evil. Um, you know, I mean, you don't you don't go, hey, look it's at that lion. Evil person would say, <laughs> well, maybe so, but you don't go look at a lion as the lion, you know, downs a gazelle and starts munching on its fucking inside. That evil lion. No, well, that's, that's just not, part that's, of nature. That's nature. That's, that's survival. Just, it, no, it's not survival. That's just nature. That I mean, that, well, I but mean, it is survival because if the lion doesn't eat, he dies. Yeah, but or he doesn't she have dies. to eat that. He didn't have. They don't have to eat that gazelle. They can survive. A lion could totally survive on fucking a vegan diet. 
Jesus, we can. come on. All right, you just took this fucking debate. Like, but what I'm saying is, I do not... A so vegan what I'm saying, line? What are you, a fucking well, what Disney say, movie? Come no, on. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't really believe that there is such a thing as evil. I don't think that... I think that concept, it, it, gives, it gives us an opportunity. It lets us off the hook. It lets us off the hook. It's the same thing as saying the devil made me do it. This is an evil thing. I don't think there's such a thing as evil. But if you're going to go for, like, like a definition of evil that says the you know the worst things that humans can do to one another mm-hmm. or to the world. What is the root of that? I don't think it's money or power. I said that, that to me that's just like uh, that's like blaming Facebook for misinformation. Facebook's just a fucking tool. Yeah, it's the it's the people that that create the misinformation and it's the people that proliferate it. I don't think money or power is the root of all evil. I think the root, if you're going to say, if we're going to go ahead and agree that, yeah, all right, let's just for the sake of argument, agree that there is such a thing as evil. Um, I think ignorance, if, I mean, if, if you really want to go with like, what is the thing that the root of all evil, I think mm. ignorance is the root of all evil because most things that are, that turn out to be evil are mostly well-intentioned and justifiably. So I would argue that Ooh, okay. I would I would argue that like uh, you know I mean that most people that you know that right now let's just go for today you know you can go what a bunch of fucking assholes that are saying that Donald Trump really actually won the election but most of those people are kind of ignorant and that doesn't mean they're stupid it means they're ill informed it means yeah. that they you know they are willingly ill informed most people that are blatantly racist are just ignorant. It's not like they're evil. It's not like they have necessarily ill intent. They legitimately have been uh, misinformed along the line on yeah. on how this whole fucking humanity thing works. And uh and so I think I think if there's a root to all evil, I mean if you're going to if you're going to throw money and power in it, I don't think money and power is the actual root of where that it's it's the desire for and 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 the ambition to have money and power. That's where things get ugly cuz just the existence of power and money yeah, I mean, you can well, be born, you can be born super wealthy, and that doesn't make you evil. But if you're no, born super power, poor, you and maintain you, that power. Well, but well, maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Maybe you want to do it. But that, that's the thing is that if I mean, you're look the at kind the of Trump person, family. That's well, I, that's the Trump But then yeah. again, you know, there's plenty of people that were born into massive wealth and are not like clawing their way for power and fame. They just happen to be born that way. But if you've been born with nothing and you've, you you get to a point where you have a desire for money and power, that you are willing to do just about anything to acquire those things, I think that's the root of all evil. I feel like that said what I said, that power is the root of all evil. No, I think I feel it's like the, you landed there and just no. Because the thing about it is, I think Joe Biden has a lot of power, but I don't think the fact that he has power well, makes him evil. No, that's not to say that that yeah, everybody think, who seeks power or has power is evil. Because of course, there's well, no. He Man is the master of the universe. He is the yeah. He, he has man's power. a fictional character. He, he Man's a fictional character to you, to everybody. No. So oh, all right, okay, fine. Okay. Forget He Man. But if, let's for the sake of this discussion. Evil is a thing. Like, I get... You make a good point that... Yeah, I just don't buy that evil is a thing, but okay. for the sake of this discussion, that evil exists. Uh, Okay. See, the thing is, the evil existing, again, it really does. It really gives me a problem, because if if we're going to blame evil for the bad bad behavior... 
Okay. okay, I think bad behavior. Okay. I think I think antisocial behavior. I think uh, harmful I think mean, behavior. I think meanness and harm exist. Okay, but the, the, the the concept of evil gives us gives me this image of like the omen, where it's sort of like this existential thing that's separate from us. And so that we can sort of say it's evil's fault and not ours. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of fucking self-justifying bullshit because uh, I, anything evil done by human beings is us. It's us. It's, it's us. in us. Yeah. It was in us it, from the day we were born. Well, it was in us. So let's not blame it on something external to us so that we can say, oh, see, it was evil and evil's not me. Yeah, no, guess what? You're part of the human race. You've got just as much of this evil shit as you have the good, so yes, shut up. Yes, we we're all potential rapists. We all, yeah. I exactly. Mean, yeah. So I want to I come back to your statement about that ignorance arguably is the root of, of all evil. But, uh, well, let's just, let's just talk about that. So I don't think it's ignorance. I think that, because if you look at, let's look at Dick Cheney. It's hard to look at Dick Cheney, but okay. Dick Cheney was not ignorant. Dick Cheney's a smart, well-informed motherfucker. Donald Rumsfeld, all those those neo from the Bush years that you know. But Dick Cheney, I think, is, for the sake of the argument, an evil motherfucker. He's not. He's still like he's still got a lot of qualities. Like he's pro gay marriage and all that because his wife, but like or his daughter is gay and bleh, whatever. But those guys, they had knowledge, so, and they so used that okay. knowledge to. All right, so so give me an example of an evil their, thing. Give me an example of an evil thing, as because again, this is my problem with mm-hmm. evil as a sort of like this existential mm-hmm. equality. Yeah. To say that Dick Cheney is evil, I don't think he's evil. But okay, I will I will go with you. Give me one thing he ever did that was unredeemably evil. And you know how I feel about Dick Cheney, so... I think the thing that Dick Cheney did is unredeemable is... Uh, unredeemably force, evil. Force-fed evil. Force the war in Iraq. Okay, so, so... So, so okay, but would you agree that most superstition, religion, or ideology is rooted in ignorance? Would I agree? Let's put it this way. If Dick Cheney saw the world and legitimately believed like a fucking believer that mm-hmm. Mary mm-hmm. was a fucking virgin believed mm-hmm. that Islam was evil and we were threatened by it and that he needed to do any and everything he could to combat that for the safety of the people in America. And so if he felt justified by that belief, by that ignorant small-minded piece of information that he seemed to think gave him the entitlement to lie to the poet. Do you think he was justified in lying if if, if truly in Islam was everything he thought it was? No. I, I, you don't even have because to put a spin on it because he believed that as American exceptionalism, which is most, his own and, kind of and most And most non- most non-evidenced uh, uh, sort of uh, dogmas of belief are rooted in ignorance, which means ignorance is the root of any manifestation of that belief. You know, it's like somebody. It's like you know. I mean, it, it, it's like you know. It's it's like okay. Is is Ben Shapiro evil? No, he's kind of a twerp. Yeah, but he genuinely believes in his worldview. 
and and he's so sucked into his worldview that he he can't see his way out of it and because he can't see his, it, it it's it's based in a, a certain amount of certainty and certainty is almost always based in <laughs> ignorance because anybody that is absolutely yeah. certain in a world where there's no such thing as certainty is has determined that they don't care about all any other facts they this is what they believe this is what they want to believe right you know i mean i th- that's the thing is anybody anybody I, I i wrote this not too long ago is the idea that uh that 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 hey uh stop counting in the states that i'm ahead in but but uh, count, count, count in the states I'm behind. Isn't that much different than saying white people who are race, all white people are racist, and those who disagree are just too fragile to acknowledge it? It's a circular argument that right. makes absolutely no fucking sense. But if you talk to somebody on the right, the, the super left, they're going to go, but isn't that self evident that if this, you know, he, they're going to, because they're so rooted in an ignorant belief in this particular system that they bought into, I think all evil comes from ignorance. I don't think that means the person is evil, and that's why I have a problem with the term evil. I don't think it makes people who do ignorant things or even do things that are horrifying in the name of that ignorance, I don't think it makes them evil. I think it makes them zealots. I think it makes them uh, doing horrifying things, but I don't think it makes them or the actions evil. You know? But willful ignorance can be a thing, too. Well, I mean, I think most... Religious uh, thought and spiritual thought is willful ignorance. But they choose that ignorance as a way to yeah. hold on to their power to control their beliefs so they can maintain that, that it's, hold if you believe, on, on if their If you status. believe in the word and if you believe in the word of Jesus Christ, you know, I, I think I said this, I don't know if I said this last time. I might have said this last time. Is the, the whole uh, Jesus Christ is either uh, lunatic, liar, or Lord. Did we, mm-hmm. did we talk about that, or did mm-hmm. I talk about that with somebody else? Okay, I mean, it's a basic argument: is that uh, that Jesus Christ, you, if if you listen to his words, you have yeah. to. He he's either a lunatic, and he's just talking out his ass and annoying stuff. He's a liar, he's just making shit up, or he's actually the Son of God. He's Lord, mm-hmm. and that was sort of a, a very Christian argument. And the, the my problem that I had with that argument is that is assuming that the words written down by guys that remembered it 50 years later and then put it down in a book that those are actually the words he said because you have to you have to take a huge leap of faith that mark who wrote the book of mark 50 years after the fact that somehow he hasn't gotten addle-brained or built this up in his mind over the times that he's told the story in bars a million times about this guy Jesus he knew 50 years ago and he finally decides to write it down that those words are not tainted or complete horseshit. If you believe that, then okay, yeah, I get the line, the 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 line which in the order of argument, you know, the lunatic liar and the fucking lord. But the fact is that doesn't make somebody that believes in this dogma Stupid. It doesn't make them evil. It makes them willfully, willfully ignorant because yeah. that the fact that Mark and Luke wrote their fucking you know the words of Jesus Christ in the Book of God that they wrote them decades after it happened, and that just we all know enough about ourselves to know that decades later maybe we're not going to write. That's that's obvious information. It's not like it's hidden. It's not like you, I didn't have to do like deep research to find that out. That's pretty apparent. Yeah. But it is willfully ignorant to ignore it. That doesn't make them evil. No. And I think that the religious people, 
more often than not, get a bad rap. There's a shit ton of religious people that are fucking horrible. Like, Mike Pence, Pence can suck a fart out of my ass. And, you know, there's plenty... Like, who would the, the Westboro Church assholes yeah, that were, West, like, picketing... Westboro Baptist Church. Westboro, like, fuck but wait them, a minute. You know. now, wait a minute. Now, back up, back up. And I'm well, going to play the well, devil's advocate. Hang on, hang on. But like, I the Westboro Baptist is... Church, they think legitimately, they have, they're ignorant enough to believe that the Bible says, first of all, they believe wholeheartedly in the Bible, which is its own will for ignorance, but they also believe that it that it is against the laws of God to commit homosexual acts. They believe that. They believe it as firmly as you and I believe Donald Trump is a piece of shit. They believe it and they are not, you know, and so they believe that. They believe that homosexuality is such a, is, is a sin against God in exactly the same way that a Black Lives Matter protester believes that white cops are all racist. They, he belie- they believe it. It's erroneous. It's a bunch of shit. It's it's a whitewashed crap. It's based on ignorance, but it doesn't make either of them evil. It means they're it, it, what the root of that evil, the root of whatever they're doing, comes from their willful ignorance of simple fact. Well, I don't know that the, a Black Lives Matter protester believes that all <coughs> white cops are racist. Thing what they believe is that the structure of the police system. Well, I think that's the argument. I think that's the argument made, but I think there's a difference. I mean, to me, the difference between a Black Lives Matter protester that you're talking about and Black Lives Matter is the difference between Christianity and the Westboro Baptist Church. Sure. Well, Christianity Christianity as a whole isn't saying, "Oh, God hates fags," but that doesn't mean that the Westboro Baptist Church is not a Christian church and a part of that religion. And they give give Christians a bad name. Sure. Yeah, and there are there are there are quite a few, and I've seen the videos of them, which I think is fascinating. um, Black Lives Matter protesters that 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 are that they're so rightfully angry that they're just like all white people should just be killed. I mean, they just hate all white people. And that it does it makes them absolutely on some substantive level no different than Westboro Baptist Church. It's an ideology that you've bought yes, into and ex- you've decided to do evil things with it. The extreme is always a bad way to go. Perhaps ex- uh, extremism is the root of all evil. Fundamentalism, maybe fundamentalism, maybe yeah, yeah, is the root of all evil. Because I was going to say that evil. you know. Christians get a bad name, a bad rap a lot of times because maybe like the cops do, but I have friends, people that I know that are like, oh, religious people, icky. Okay, not all, come on. I know plenty of religious people who are wonderful are human beings. Wonderful, and they're like, they're on board with gay marriage and all those like things, all those tropes that like, well, but. Christians don't like gay marriage and they don't like, you know, whatever the fuck else it is. And that's not entirely true. Yeah, I wrote this the other day that the hashtag not all blank, you know, not yeah. all men, not all black people, not all women, not all politicians, not all public. The hashtag, that's not an agreement with the opposite. Right. What that is, is it's simply saying that generalizations are for the feeble fucking minded. Yes. That's really what it is. is that yeah. The broader the generalization, the higher likelihood you're a twit I for making I have found it. myself in a lot of trouble in the last four or five years uh, with friends, with my wife sometimes, when I defend Republicans. Because not all Republicans are Mitch McConnell. 
or Lindsey Graham or Donald Trump or you know. There's plenty that are fucking horrible. They're just Ted, regular. Ted Cruz needs to fucking be shot. In well, the there, face, there are know, a lot but... more that are there are a lot more that are not these these uh, obvious neo Nazis. There's plenty of Republicans yeah. that are just conservative people. Yeah, you know, and 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 they're conservative mostly for the taxes. Well, it could be taxes. It could be it. It could be on religious grounds. It could be they don't want yeah. the the transphobe. They don't want to have to deal with bathrooms and and transgender. They don't want to deal with that, you know. And whether whether or not that's good or bad, or whether or not you know, it's it's it, there's a difference that's the between thing that's always confused me. Just fucking, just choose the bathroom with the bidet. Because you never know when Becky's going to eat your ass. It doesn't matter if Becky's got a dick or thinks she has a dick or wants a dick. Just go with the bidet. Everything's easier that way. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week is a read. Uh, I want you to read. uh, It's in the New Yorker. Uh, It's called The Republican Identity Crisis After Trump. This president, this presidency poses stark questions about the ideological future of both parties. It's by Nicholas Lehman. Uh, it was published online October 23rd. I think it's in, if you're getting the print New Yorker, like in the November 2nd issue. Anyway, but this is talking about, as we have talked about over the last four or five years, or however long we've been doing the Apecast, um, that Trump ain't going away. Trump did not create this, but he's exacerbated a lot of it. And there is a Trumpism runoff uh, that we've got to deal with. And it's 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 a good read. It's a good way to think about how we can prepare for for twenty twenty one and okay. beyond, and living with this fucking lunatic. Sounds it's, yeah. Um, my first one is uh, when I say what the publication is, uh, Brian Sweeney will. I mean, he's just going to go into a rash and start screaming, and maybe get like a like some holy water to throw on me. God. But it is an article in Quillette. Dot com. Um, it is by Sam Ashworth Hayes. It is called Liberalism, Decline or Survival. And what I like about this article is it talks about uh, Darwinism early on, about the concepts of Darwinism. And then he goes on to say that Darwinism isn't just about living organizations, living organisms evolving or devolving. It is about ideas and it is about social and societal structures and that those things either evolve or decay. Mm -hmm. And so he's really talking about the evolution, how liberalism came about, which is loosely defined as individuals' rights. The more Mm -hmm. freedom you have, the more individuals you have, you know, and support that. That's what liberalism is is he's basically kind of looking at this last election and saying, so is liberalism in its decay or is it evolving to something new? Interesting. And it's it's actually a really fucking good little piece, so I okay. recommend it. So my next thing is a listen. It's a, a podcast from Vox. Uh, it's the Ezra Klein Show. And yeah. uh, this... This particular episode, the crisis... So I bring up Quillette and you bring up Vox, and now we have an equal and balanced uh, podcast. Good. There you go. The crisis isn't Trump, it's the Republican Party. So again, going to that idea of there's more to deal with. Um, So Klein talks to Ann Applebaum, uh, who wrote a book on why people chose or choose to collaborate with authoritarian regimes. They talk about authoritarianism and they talk a lot about Lindsey Graham and it's... 
you know, looking at, at and and the future of what the the two party structure and how fucked up and archaic they are and how weird it is that America is this has had this two party structure leading things for as long as it has. Like, so I don't are, think it's that amazing. I don't think it's that amazing. Few- as soon as you gave people an opportunity to take pictures of themselves, they did. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, but that this is there, how we've evolved. There's a Many other countries in the world, we're one of the few that has held on to this two-party structure for as long as we have. I think the UK might be one of them, but like, look what's happened in the UK. New Zealand, like, New Zealand, Australia, but Italy. But we see how it's not working, and it's such like we it's such a hold on thing. Anyway, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't need to make right. the argument. And Applebaum did it for me, so all right, give it a listen. I already or listen. Okay, my number two is a to do. Um, you know, just for this week, right? I mean, I don't give a fuck what you do any other time of the year or any other time. I just, I just do me a fucking favor. Just consider taking the pandemic seriously for a couple of days. Just, just I mean, you days. know, just, just a few days where you go. You know what? This isn't about my individual right to not have to wear a mask, or this is not about my freedom being curtailed so I can't go fucking tailgate at a football game, maybe just go, you know what? Maybe this isn't about me. Maybe this is about me giving to others and treating others the same way I'd want to be treated. If if I, because apparently you are not threatened by a fucking virus that's going that's killed a quarter billion people in America, you're not at risk. Well, what, how would you want others to treat you if you were at risk? That's my to-do. Take it a little seriously, just for a couple days. It's a good point. I mean, as we enter the holiday season of of giving and thoughtfulness and caring for others, put a fucking used condom on your face and stay home. So my third thing to do this week, while you're staying home with a used condom on your face, is a watch on Netflix. It's called Chef's Table uh, BBQ. I think that's what it's called, right? Um, yeah. Barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. BBQ. That's what BBQ is. It's barbecue. I thought they were two different things. Barbecue no. What? Yeah, okay. What? Yeah. What? It's a- Your willful ignorance of the term barbecue <laughs> is the root of I all am evil. evil. I am Skeletor. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's a good little documentary. I think it's four episodes. We watched the first one last night. Um... But like it's, you know, it's a it's a foodie thing, but it's a good it's if if you like barbecue if you like the idea of like the the patience, and like the weird nerdy care that it takes to properly do barbecue, and the weird intricacies that make all the difference. It's a it's a cool thing, and I I, I I'm really into it because my grandpa I think I've we've talked about this maybe that my grand my grand Pete. Um, when he was still alive, he doesn't do much now that he's dead. He's kind of a fucking bore, actually. <laughs> but when he was alive, for his his birthday was uh, July seventh. So on July fourth, around that time, he would have this big party for his birthday in July fourth at his house, and he would smoke the most amazing fucking pig. Oh my god! It's maybe it's just because it was like a special thing for him, but it's the best. It's the best fucking meat I've ever eaten. But he would stay up all night and slow smoke. And watch the shit, just smoke his cigarettes and watch that fucking fire and smoke do its thing and put the chips in when it's... And 
the careful, slow attention. Ah, it's just, it's beautiful. It's an art. It really is an art of impatience and calm. So in, in these unprecedented times, watch that fucking thing on Netflix. <laughs> and Mike, all right, you, I, I, that was a long wind up all about your dad. Very, your grandpa's, very, very your, barbecue, isn't your it? Grandpa's, slow. His, your grandpa's smoking hog. Um, which is a whole thing about the condom on your face and sucking dick, and I don't even know where you go with this stuff. Anyway, my third thing is I, when it first came out, it's in its second season. When it first came out, I didn't watch it for no other reason. I was just busy, and I didn't have CBS. But now that I have some all-access on CBS, um, I recommend that you watch the uh, Jordan Peele reboot of The Twilight Zone. I am finding yeah, them to okay. be quite fucking good. I, 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 I hadn't watched any of them. And so then I went, all right, I'm going to watch them. And they're fucking good. They're, I mean, you know, they're obvious and sort of like a. each one of them feels a little bit like a, an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong film that uh, is shorter and maybe better done. I hope it's but, better done because Shyamalama Ding Dong sucks at making films. No, Glass was pretty good. Glass was good. I like Glass. Okay. And, and the, and the uh, what the fuck is it? The one about the kids and the and the insane grandparents, that one was pretty good. The Visit. Yeah, I didn't see that one. That was fucking good. Dan and I watched that. That really? was fucked up good. Yeah, that was right. super good. Super good. Okay. Like, yeah, like, 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 edge of your seat. What the fuck is going on? Good. Yeah, that one's a good one. So I don't think he's terrible. But anyway, these Twilight Zones are actually quite good. Um, yeah, I've liked each one that I've watched, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm compelled to watch more. So it's where good. is they that did, available to watch? It's on CBS All Access. You can get it on. Okay. Uh, I've got Apple One, you know, which has all the shit, the Apple shit, and it comes with some CBS, and so I can watch my Star Trek Discovery and my Picard, and now my Twilight Zone. Chris, I got to tell you, you know, we switched over to straight streaming. We got rid of cable. Yeah, and it's almost it. It is harder. Because it's like, wait, which thing is it on? Which app, which app do I have to go to to watch the thing that I want to? <laughs> how do I? Uh, it's it's exhausting. So I'm probably just going to start reading books, which is a thing. Dana does that, yeah. <laughs> Says the literate ape. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just start reading books instead. Yeah, you know, how about and, and, and given given that we are idea. the we are the uh, co-editors of literateape.com, How about you write fucking something, dude? Uh, How long am I going to carry this goddamn solo water ride, my friend? I, yes. Yeah, how I, hey, you know what? And no offense, and no offense, writing a a once a week goddamn post-it notes doesn't count as writing. I know it doesn't. It's like, come on, step it up, brother. Yes, I hear you. I agree with you. Um, Is your job so tepid and boring that you can't even mind? Because I've half the shit I write comes from my goddamn whack ass fucking weird ass job. Um, yeah, my job is not. It's not weird. Um, uh, I th- th- this is a topic for the next the next episode. All right, rock and roll. We're gonna talk about writer's block, and we're gonna have Joe Jane's. Yeah, contributor on to yes, talk about should. writer's yep. block. Yep. Yeah, because you're maybe suffering we'll, from maybe it. Maybe we'll take a week off because of Thanksgiving. All right, so we'll take a week off. Yeah, we'll take a week. We'll take next week off for Thanksgiving, and then we'll see if we can't get Joe in on uh, an early December uh, apecast. So to the to the sack pack guys, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But you know, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening and keeping us afloat. I don't know how. Uh, anyway. Go watch some Back to the Future.
Bye. <laughs> you can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>